Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday, the 24th of April. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Christian Smith. Ukraine appears to hold off Russian attacks in the Donbass. So we're now fighting for this life, and this means that we're fighting for our independence, for our freedom, and uh, for the freedom of Ukraine. And Europe holds its breath as the French go to the polls. Certain polling stations have said that they had people queuing outside for a good 20 minutes, half an hour before they actually opened the doors. Traditionally, it is a big thing to vote in the presidential elections. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in eastern Ukraine, where Russia's assault on the country's eastern Donbass region may not be going to plan. According to the UK's Ministry of Defence, the Ukrainian military has repelled numerous attacks along the line of contact, inflicting significant cost on Russian forces. And although Russia has made some territorial gains, Russian morale and lack of preparation are believed to be hindering the attack's effectiveness. The report comes out as Russian forces continue to assault Ukrainian forces, holding out in the Azovstal steel works in the southern port city of Mariupol. Hundreds of civilians are also understood to be sheltering there, while evacuations from the city have been halted. Thousands of bodies are feared to be buried in mass graves in the besieged city. The Sun's defense editor, Jerome Starkey, is in Ukraine and told Times Radio that those trapped in Mariupol are in a network of underground bunkers, but conditions are grim. Uh, we saw videos of children in those bunkers just begging to see the sun. They haven't seen the sun, they haven't seen the sky for two months. And we know that among them, um, with them down in those bunkers, there are perhaps 500 wounded soldiers and they've run out of basic medical supplies. They don't have anesthetics. So conditions there are dire and they're likely to get worse because Vladimir Putin's orders to his troops are to seal the plant and to starve them out. Meanwhile, Ukrainian officials have claimed that a missile strike on an apartment block in the southern city of Odessa has killed eight, including a new mother and baby. It comes following a top Russian general's apparent confirmation that Vladimir Putin wishes to take full control of southern Ukraine and the eastern Donbass region. President Zelensky said that the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are expected to visit Kyiv on Sunday. This would be the first senior U.S. officials to visit since the invasion. Jackie Goddard is the U.S. correspondent for The Times. She says that President Zelensky had been hoping for a visit from President Biden himself. There had been talk before about, you know, Zelensky had said that he would like to see President Biden visit him. And President Biden himself had said, I would like to visit um, when security allows. And so for now, the focus is on um, 
is on, on these two, the Secretary of State and the Defence Secretary. And I don't think that necessarily the, the focus was meant to be there until after they had gone. Zelensky has warned that he would walk away from any peace talks with the Kremlin if Russian forces were to kill any of Mariupol's defenders, or if Moscow were to try and hold an independence referendum in the occupied city of Kherson. I insisted from the beginning on uh, holding talks with the Russian leader because I believe that any format uh, of a meeting through mediators uh, with uh, Russia or by uh, passing on some information to the leader of the Russian Federation through friendly countries, I believe that this will not uh, produce a desired effect. I consider this war can only be stopped by whoever started it. After the first round of voting two weeks ago, France goes to the polls on Sunday to decide the country's next president in what will be a replay of 2017's election. Far-right candidate Marine Le Pen has softened her image and campaign messaging in recent weeks, narrowing the gap between her and the incumbent Emmanuel Macron. And while the war in Ukraine is high on the agenda, the cost of living crisis in France has also dominated the campaign. Neither candidate is hugely popular, leading to concern that turnout will be low, as France 24's Paris correspondent Emma James told Times Radio. We'll get our first idea officially of turnout at midday today. Certain polling stations have said that they had people queuing outside for a good 20 minutes, half an hour before they actually opened the doors. Traditionally, it is a big thing to vote in the presidential elections. And in the past, we've seen turnouts um, around 80%. Now, last time it was a little bit lower. This time it's expected to be uh, perhaps even lower again, maybe down to about 70%. That really does show a, a sort of a, a lowering of interest in the presidential race. Polls suggest that Monsieur Macron will win with around 55% of the vote, although a shock Madame Le Pen victory is far from off the table. Anne-Elizabeth Moutet is a French political commentator, and she told Times Radio what France could expect from another Macron win. It's going to be pro-European, it's going to be a sort of centrist way of doing things. It's not going to change or rock the boat. And the opposite is true in the case of Marine Le Pen. That's a leap into the unknown, first of all, because no uh, a populist party of her kind, the National Rally, has ever been in power in Western Europe. On the way, a deadly night for migrants in the Mediterranean. And Carnival returns to Rio de Janeiro. Times of London Daily World Briefing. To Nigeria now, where an explosion at an illegal oil refinery in the southern eastern region of the country on Friday night has left more than 100 dead. According to local authorities, those killed were burned beyond recognition. Despite being Africa's largest crude oil producer, Nigeria has few oil refineries, leaving room for illegal refineries to spring up tapping into oil pipelines and refining using makeshift tanks. In this poverty-stricken region of the Niger Delta, producing illegal crude has become an attractive but deadly business. Accidents are common, while oil spills have left severe environmental consequences. It was a deadly night on Saturday for migrants attempting to cross the Mediterranean Sea. A Tunisian security official has said that at least 12 African refugees died and another 10 are missing after four boats carrying 120 people heading for Italy sank off the Tunisian coast. 
Meanwhile, off the Lebanese coast, a ship carrying around 60 migrants sank, claiming the life of a child. Lebanon's Transport Minister Ali Hamieh said that 45 people had been rescued. It's a tragedy on all levels. For us, Tripoli is a family and I can't express the feelings. Look, our main concern is to save lives. The media asked me about nationalities. This does not matter at all. What is important is to save lives. The Lebanese Navy is continuing their search operation in the sea. The ongoing economic crisis in the country has caused many Lebanese citizens, as well as Syrian refugees, to try and make the dangerous journey to Europe in small dinghies in search of a better life. To Mexico now, where the funeral service of Dibani Escobar was held on Saturday, one of the latest victims in a crisis of violence against women in the country. The last time Dibani was seen alive was in a photo snapped by a driver hired to take her home after a party. Her father, Mario Escobar, accused the driver of trying to grope his daughter's breasts, prompting her to get out of the car, citing video footage. But what happened after she exited the vehicle is unclear. Mario says that Nuevo Leon's state attorney general stated that there's no crime there because the affected person, the murder victim herself, was not present to accuse. Escobar asks whether he should be bringing the attorney her dead body to press charges. The teenage law student's body was found after a two-week search inside of the grounds of a motel near where she was last seen alive. The discovery has sparked new anguish and outrage over gender violence coming amid a string of disappearances of women in the area. At least 26 women have disappeared this year, and six have been found dead. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Sport. With Tyson Fury's big win, here's Kane Reeves. British boxer Tyson Fury retained his WBC heavyweight title last night after beating fellow Brit Dillian White by technical knockout. Dillian White stumbles forward and that is the key for the referee to call the fight over. That uppercut was delivered by Fury in the sixth round. He further cemented his place at the top of this generation's heavyweight division. 94,000 fans witnessed the fight inside Wembley Stadium and they may have seen Fury's last fight in the ring. I've been in this game 20 years. I'm 34 in a few months. I said the Wilder 3 fight would be my last fight, but I believed I owed the fans one last showdown. Do it here at Wembley was phenomenal, but... I say this is definitely end for the Gypsy King. Ukraine's Alexander Usyk has possession of the other heavyweight bouts and a fight against Fury would be called for by boxing fans. While a bout with Anthony Joshua has long been urged by the British public and boxing fans around the world. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. DJ Calvin Harris has announced that his first album in five years will be released this summer. His Twitter announcement revealed a billboard sign of the upcoming record, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2, which will be his sixth studio album. Harris attributes his career success to luck, as well as reckless decisions that have happened to pay off in spectacular fashion, saying, I wrote the right songs at the right time, I picked the right genre of music, and I started DJing in the US at the right time. And finally... 
The sights and sounds of the Carnival have returned to Brazil after a two-year coronavirus break. The festival has seen thousands of dancers, flamboyant costumes and spectacular floats journey through the streets of Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Carnival is one of Brazil's most significant cultural events, attracting visitors from across the world. And after two years of pandemic, festival goers have said that they are thrilled to be there, celebrating life. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday, the 24th of April. This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. 